You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You goddamn right, I do. One chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore. You are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. It's called Pirate We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzberg. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of At The Diner, the flagship podcast of the GGR Pirate Radio Network. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am one of your hosts for this wonderful and fabulous podcast. Joining me at the diner, I have Mr. MC Brooks. I have Mr. James Rambo. We are jumping right in because there is a lot of dope-ass Marvel shit to talk about. Uh, Let's jump in with, uh, let's start with What If, guys, because that's something that all of us have seen, and we all have some comments and, and, and such. Um, we, have we, have a, we have a few episodes. Yeah, to we catch do. Up more. Yeah, we do. We do. What was and that? the finale is next week. Oh damn! So there you go. We got seeing. I, I, look at that. Even got yeah. stuff to talk about next week too. Yeah. So uh, they 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 were originally supposed to be ten episodes, but I want to say the, the there's a episode with Tony. I want. I think it's the Tony Stark episode when he goes to Sakar. That episode has been got pushed to season two. So really? because of that, so so because of that, uh, next week is the is the finale for for what if. Well, that's kind of a bummer. I was looking forward to the Zakar episode. Yeah, it's um like they ran into some issues with production, and I don't rem- I don't remember what exactly like which area of production, um, but they ran into some issues, and they just figured it it would just be easier. To just you know um, save it for season two. season two, yeah, yeah. Okay, well that's good to know, man. I'm really glad that you you let me know that because I had no idea. I had seen like the Legos for it, and I was like, oh, that's gonna be cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, well now I know why we're not gonna see it. So hey, let's. Uh... <laughs> Did what was the last one? Did we talk about the Doctor Strange episode? That might have been the last one we we one of the last ones we did. I think we did because we had talked. Because if a we've been out for Doctor Strange. If we've been off for three weeks, then we would have missed, um, let's see, Party Thor, uh, last week's episode. Yeah, Because we, we talked about zombies. So I think zombies was the last one we talked about, right? I don't even think we talked about zombies, man. Let me let me look. I'm, I'm literally going to look at Spotify right now, um, which you can subscribe to our podcast on Spotify as well. 
<laughs> hint, hint. Um, the last episode, yeah, the Abvander crew discusses the fourth episode of What If, titled What If Doctor Strange Lost His ha- Heart Instead of His Hands, and the first strange film in the MCU. So, yeah, so, yeah, we definitely did talk about Doctor Strange. In that case, we have four episodes, then, that we, that we, uh... Zombies. Have... Zombie. Killmonger. Um, Party Thor. Party Thor, and then the first episode with, uh... Yeah, this with is... With Ultron. Yeah, and, and, and for the record, this is considered... Last week's episode is considered part of the finale. It's considered like a two-part, a two-part. Uh, two-part thing. Yeah. Nice. Good so work. last week was part one, and next week is the is the remainder. Okay. Good clarification on that one. So yeah, let's let's jump right in. Let's start with zombies because, and I want to kind of go around the table because one, I know Rambo knows a shitload about this. I read the if I remember correctly, somebody at work uh, at one point had like the entire there was like a whole zombie collection of the Marvel zombie stuff. And basically it's an alternate dimension, which or an alternate reality, which makes sense because they're doing it in the what if, but like there were several realities that were affected by this. And uh, at one point the fantastic four actually got infected too, but like Reed Richards was still smart, but he was a zombie, but he could like communicate. So it was a whole fucking thing. Um, But I don't even remember. It's been probably like seven or eight years since I've read it. Um, But I remember enjoying it, but I really enjoyed the zombie episode. Um, the reviews I read online, not so much. It seems like everybody else fucking hated it, but like it was, it was fun. It was a zombie movie with Marvel characters and it, it, it had the right, in my opinion, again, just starting this off and I'm sure this will become another episode of here's why Mike's wrong. Um, <laughs> but like for me, I'm going into this and I want to enjoy it. And I do, I thought it was fun. I fucking loved the, here's how you survive the zombie apocalypse filmed by Peter Parker. That shit was hilarious. Um, I, I just, I really enjoyed this overall. I thought it was a lot of fun. They didn't explain a lot of stuff, but they didn't really need to. Um, because again, it was just like this fun zombie thing. Some people were probably a little irked yeah. that they didn't explain every single aspect of it. Not me, man. I'm, I'm, I'm here for a good time, you know? And like, I got that. And having a Bucky versus um, zombie cap fight was kind of cool. And Bucky got the shield. I thought that was kind of a neat nod as well. Yeah. Um, side note though, um, I am a hundred percent in agreement with James Rambo's sentiment of Sebastian Stan can not fucking voice act. <laughs> like, I doubt he's listening to this podcast. Maybe he is. And if you are, Sebastian, buddy, love you. You're fantastic. Love you as Bucky. Maybe find somebody else to do some voice acting when it comes to the Bucky character, because, like, it is a nuanced thing. And actually, I think that's going to dovetail into another conversation we're going to have later, because they announced the cast of the Mario movie. And, like, not a single fucking professional voice actor in there. And that shit. Well, yeah. oddly enough, Mario's voice actor is in the movie, but not Mario. I'm, but he's not. I, we don't really know. I, like, I'm guessing that maybe he'll be there for like you know like the iconic sound effects that we expect that we generally hear yeah. for Mario. But uh, yeah, we don't. We don't. Re- we know he's just part of this movie. That's that's really it. It's not a main character, which is why a lot of people are like, "Well, what the like? Why are both he and Chris Pratt there?" Yeah, agreed. Um. So, yeah, overall, really, really dug the zombie one. Um, it was fun. And I like that it left us off with on a, on a cliffhanger where it's like, oh, shit, there's more stuff that could happen. Um, I yeah. also one of the things that they really did that I really enjoyed. And then I'll, I'll pass it to UMC and then uh, and then Rainbow uh, will we'll kind of finish this up and we'll do the other episodes as well. I love that the Hulk got a chance to redeem what was a lot of people's biggest knock on him in um, an Infinity War was that we never really got to see the Hulk after he got his ass handed to him by Thanos. Mm-hmm. And 
in this one, it was him versus Zombie Scarlet Witch. And I was like, that's a fucking dope fight. I was super yeah. excited about mm -hmm. that. And like, he made amends for it. And it, it, it begs the question, can zombies bite through the Hulk's skin? And I think the answer is no. But like, he, because he seemed to be like, just rocking shit. Like he was just fucking people up uh, in that fight. Um, but I'm curious to see what the result of that was to see who won that, uh, yeah. won that fight. I will, I, I, I will say like, I mean, I'm in agreement with you. Like yeah. I pretty much go into these episodes looking to be entertained. Um, and then like in, on the back end of it, I generally like watch some different reviews and kind of see what people are saying. Cause if there's like stuff that I, that I, you know, kind of missed out on, whether it's like Easter eggs or references or whether there's like a, a like a, a like a, a logic hole, you know, that, that like yeah. something that doesn't really make sense. Um, but for the most part, like, I, like it was fun, you know, like I, with the zombie episode, at least like I, I kind of went into it not knowing anything about, you know, Marvel zombies, but I kind of figured if it's like most, uh, most other zombie things, like it's not something I have to think all that hard about <laughs> Yeah, and going and, 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 go, and going to watch it. You know, like I, and, and so for the most part, I I enjoyed it. Um, the cliffhanger thing, like that, it's it's something that has it, it bugs me in a few episodes, only because it makes me wonder. Well, like why are we rushing through all of this stuff if we're just gonna like just end with no resolution? Because I do think some of these episodes, uh, maybe not the zombie episode in particular, but like some of these episodes could have benefited from like. 10 15 extra minutes of just like yeah like letting of like set of like letting story uh play out or like you know yeah just just, just uh making it a bit more cohesive so that it doesn't feel like we're just like uh we just have an endpoint we need to get to and so we just need to like drift like go past all of these things like it's especially notable in like the last week's episode i feel like with ultron and thanos uh, but we can talk about that when we when we get to that yeah but just in terms of the zombie episode i enjoyed it i liked it um i wonder like i i would love to see more like i i don't know if there if there are any plans for like season two of what if to like have like a continuation for some of these or are they just going to be completely like different excuse me, completely yeah. different what ifs, but yeah. like, I, and I, I'm curious to get you guys thoughts on, on this, where like a lot of people, so like some of the criticism I've seen for the zombie episode in particular, but you can apply it to almost any of the other ones is that, is, is, is that they don't, people are saying that these don't feel like what if episodes, like they don't feel like, like, like it, it feels like it almost feels like fan fiction in terms of, things that characters are doing ways that they're behaving um so on and so forth like people pointed out uh pointed that out with like vision uh like vision's actions in regards to like the scarlet witch in the zombie episode that it feels yeah. kind of out of character for him um so i'm curious to hear you know what you guys think about about that criticism in particular i mean i personally think it's bullshit because it's you're, you're trying to characterize some you're trying to say like well this isn't how vision would act yeah okay in another universe and additionally like with that i felt that was in character because he loved wanda and he 
would like that's the thing is like yes he's a he's a, a, a robot you know um but at the same time too he has emotions and he's ruled by that uh, by the mind stone so like it's not really like it's not one for one so like you can't just say like oh well he wouldn't make those decisions like well you know in that situation maybe he would like it's i i understand that if it's something glaring if you're just like this makes no fucking sense but like i don't think that that was the issue with this and i think that people are, are i i get where the, um the stakes are not as high this is not like a high like a must see tv sort of thing where you have to watch every episode um they're supposed to be fun and that's really kind of the mindset that I've come to with this of like, I'm enjoying myself. These are fun. There's a lot of cool things to really enjoy. And as long as I'm walking away from this entertained, then I'm good. And that, I mean, again, that's just, that's my two cents on this, but Mr. Rambo, you haven't gotten a chance to weigh in yet. So professor, take it away. No, I think that's, that's more than fair. Like, I think the whole point of what if is supposed to be that it's not connected to larger canon, that it's, just a bunch of random stories that you can tell and kind of do whatever you like with it. I'm I'm of um, of two minds about the fact that this is an overarching story, um, because I think that is kind of cool, but it also ends up do, kind of undermining what is greatest power and greatest uh, strength, which is I think the fact that they're not connected. Um, and so when you like like I, I remember reading something about how, like people talking about well are these all happening in the same universe no they're not well then how to stop just fucking stop and and we're running into to we talked about this in in our uh, our chat not too long ago uh, yeah. actually no i think it was yesterday um about the fact that the mcu is now grown to the point where they're going to run into continuity issues mm-hmm. and the fact that you know you know uh, project a is going to happen on the left and project b is going to happen on the right and one person might make a seemingly small joke or reference to something that can have larger greater uh consequences and they just won't be communicating with each other um like what we were talking about specifically was the the infinity stones um and how they play kind of fast and loose between the different projects um and i'm already seeing plenty of people who are like well uh in this story they do this and then in this story they do that and that just doesn't make any sense it's like i mean you're not wrong but so what like okay like that it's it's a thing it, this is all fiction. All this is made up. Should they be on top of that? Sure, that'd be nice. Um, but we're 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 running into. It's not fair to call them trolls because they're not. They're people who are really worried about continuity. But the thing about continuity is it's only good when it serves a story. And as soon as it yeah. doesn't, it needs to be pushed to the side. Um, the to, to the to the zombie episode specifically, I thought it was fine. I thought it was fun. Um. It was cool to see a lot of those characters interact that we didn't normally. Um, there were some sort of... I, th- I think there's there's been a kind of a struggle of tone with What If in general, and, and it, it comes back to what MZ was talking about before in terms of the pacing overall for the, the individual uh, episodes. Um, when things move as quick as they do, 
uh, in this show, you don't really have time to bounce back and forth so easily between something light and funny and something dark and heavy. And so when you do it a lot, it can be a little jarring. And I thought some of the jokes uh, in the zombie episode in particular landed a little rough, um, where it, it, it gets, it goes from so dark to so light really quickly mm-hmm. and very frequently. And it, it, it kind of throws you a bit. Um, but yeah, like it, it's, it's a pretty simple concept. Like it's hard to fuck up and it just ends up being more complicated if you try to include all of the aspects of the comic, because a lot of the stuff in the comic works because they have more time to tell those stories. Yeah. Um, like a big, again, the comic, all the zombies still have their intellect. They're all still totally That's, self-aware. Thank you. That's what it was. I couldn't remember. Yeah. I knew that, like, um, what's his name? Tony Stark, or not Tony Stark, uh, Reed Richards was still, like, smart. And I was like, was it just him? Yeah. And, like, no, it's everybody. Yeah, yeah everybody still has. And, and that's that's part of the catch, too, is, like, Spider-Man in particular is, is particularly tragic because he gets bitten and then immediately goes home to check on Mary Jane and May. And that's immediately where he starts to change. And so... Peter is trying to protect May and MJ from himself, but the urge to feed is so strong, it's completely overriding his his sense of self. So, like, he's eating his girlfriend and his aunt while, like, sobbing. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, like, that, that, that whole book, like, what's going with that book? Like, there's only the one. There's, like, three or four volumes of it and a couple spinoffs. Um, the whole thing actually spun out of the ultimate Fantastic Four story. Um, but, uh, it's, yeah, it's very silly and there are definitely moments of, of like some, some decent, uh, drama, but overall it's very much played as a comedy, um, to the point of like, you have like the Hulk eating people uh and when he transforms back to banner like his stomach exploding open uh because while his body shifts in size what he's eaten doesn't um <laughs> and it's just super gross <laughs> and like really weird um <laughs> but yeah like i don't know nerds love the bitch like i don't i don't know what you were hoping for from this like it was always going to be a 30 minute episode it was always going to be you know cutting corners here and there and it was always going to be the mcu version of this stuff yeah so there's just not the time or energy to devote to this particular exploration of the story that you want so like i'm sorry for people who didn't like it but this is pretty much what we were always going to get yeah yeah it's one of those things where it's like well if you want the original story i mean you are more than welcome to go read it Mm -hmm. i mean like i was thinking about that earlier today when i was uh when I was watching trailers, uh, waiting for Venom to start, and they played one of the new Ghostbuster trailers that I hadn't seen before, um, and it showed. Uh, um, see, I just assumed with this new Ghostbusters movie that it was going to be, oh, Egon just took the containment unit from Manhattan and he brought it out to the fucking boonies in the Midwest, and it doesn't necessarily seem that way, like. 
there's a shot where you can clearly see a statue of Zul, like, carved into a wall. And I was like, oh, shit, that's... That's new. That's unexpected. I'm I, You have my curiosity even more so. Um, and, you know, I'm not happy about the fact that they're basically kind of, like, hand-waving away the, the remake um, in favor of the old one, because, like... The old one had its shot. There were two movies. There's a cartoon series. There's multiple cartoon series and shit. Like, let's move the fuck on. Yeah. It just seems kind of reductive, too, because it's just like, yeah. they can exist in the same universe, and it's just fucking stupid that they're making, no, 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 this is a whole new one. Like, really, like, you can that acknowledge is... it. You literally could, like, just be like, yeah, it turns out there's another Ghostbuster team, and, like, just fucking whatever. But, like, and honestly, that was part of my problem with it was really like my only problem when they made the the new one um the 2016 one yeah was there wasn't really a reason beyond we want to disconnect ourselves from the original as much as possible despite the fact that we're gonna have cameos from every living member um like there's no that movie could absolutely exist within the existing framework of ghostbusters and just not acknowledge it in the way that you don't want to I think it would it would have appeased a lot of people. It would have made a lot of people a lot happier about it. Um, people are still going to find ways to complain, but whatever the fuck. Anyway, my point being, <laughs> um, um, if you didn't like it, that sucks. But like MC said, comics are still there, man. Like, you yeah. are never going to get a straight film adaptation of that story. It's too fucking violent. It uses all of their like flagship characters um and it was just like the fact that this even happened is kind of a shock um do i think eventually right. they're going to find every possible idea from uh from marvel for the mcu absolutely but this is still like i'm still kind of reeling from the fact that i watched a fucking movie today that featured venom and carnage like that's nuts to me i owe a lot of nerds apologies that's because that's a right. sentiment I saw a lot of people share, actually, and we'll and we'll definitely talk about that when we get into it. But yeah, it's I thought it was fun. Like there, there's yet to be an episode of of What If that really blew me away. The closest I think we got was the Doctor Strange episode, but I also have yet to find anything where I was like, "That was stupid. I hated that." And it's just been like the worst I can say about anything was like it was still entertaining. And like the animation, the, the the aesthetic of it looked pretty cool. Yeah, and that's how I felt about this. The the, the reveal about Scarlet Witch was pretty great. Um, mm -hmm. I thought that was impressive. Um, I thought Paul Rudd was chewing scenery a little too much. Yeah. Um, but you know, again, Paul Rudd. Rudd. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wait, wait, that was was that on him? Oh, yeah, wait, you're talking about what if? I'm sorry, I was thinking about Venom. Sorry. No, 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 no. Sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I was, I was, I was, yeah, I bounced back to, uh, to what if. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it was perfectly fine. I, I enjoyed it well enough. Um, I think I liked, uh, other episodes more. Uh, yeah. but, uh, yeah. Well, let's um, let's do this. Let's pivot into uh, the next episode then, because again, I think across the board, that's the consensus and like kind of our big picture review of this is like they're fun. Like, settle the fuck down. It's kind of like my take on this. It's like, yeah, I get it. You know, some people really fucking love continuity, but like, you know what else is fun? Just 
watching something and enjoying it just because it's there and like because the effort was there to make you entertain entertained like that that's my other thing here too they did not slap this together and none of these people gave a shit you know like imagine like if, if you really really loved a band from the 70s right and then you went and you saw them in concert and they were just phoning in for the fucking paycheck they're not putting any effort into it they don't actually give a shit they're just there for the check that sucks this doesn't feel like that I'm not getting that vibe from What If. Like, I feel like everybody's really having a good time with this, even if Sebastian yeah. Stan does suck at voice work. Uh, yeah. Like, and, everybody's and, enjoying themselves. Yeah, and, and full disclosure, part of me does wish that they had, like, done something like the Animatrix or, like, uh, Star Wars Visions, yes. where yeah. you have different people that are doing it. Because I, I, I really, I would be curious to see what some of these episodes would have looked like if done in a different animation style. Like, I don't, I don't styles? hate, yeah, yeah, like I don't hate, I don't hate the current animation style, but I, I think it would have been cool to just get different people um, giving different takes on on these characters yeah. and uh, and and um, these episodes in general, especially knowing how many, you know, how many. Uh, you know, different folks like I know you guys don't watch anime, but like I know that the creative My Hero Academia like loves uh, loves Marvel and DC, and I'm just like imagine what his animation studio could have done with Dude. with with uh, with an episode of What If or something. Like it would just, it would be cool. Just in general, like there's nothing better. The one of the the good things I can say about J.J. Uh, Abrams when he directed the Star Trek, uh, Star Trek, the Star Wars movies uh, specifically. J.J. fucking loves Star Wars, and you can tell that in the movies. Like, yeah, there's narrative issues and yada yada yada, and we're not gonna get into that right now. But like, there's there's something really genuine about somebody that gives a shit about a property and is allowed to work on it. And like, yeah, I would love to see that. And honestly, like, yeah. I can't wait to watch Star Wars Visions. We'll talk about that too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's definitely pivot into. Uh, the other episode. So after we had zombies, it was I'm trying to remember. Killmonger, I believe. Ah, yes, the Killmonger. The Killmonger episode. episode. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the Killmonger episode. Um, interesting, really fucking interesting. I, yeah. I, I thought it was a really neat take on that story that he was like. First off, I, I love the Eric Killmonger character. Like, yeah. I, I really, really enjoy seeing Michael B. Jordan just do anything. Um, when it comes to the MCU and getting to see this character again in a different light was really enjoyable. And it was a, an interesting take to see what happens if Iron Man is not Iron Man. And yeah. across the board, really, really great episode. We got to see Chadwick again. Um, I think in this episode of all the cameos we've gotten to see Black Panther, this one hit me the fucking hardest because when Angela Bassett is just kicking ass, by the way, mm -hmm. Um, and she says for T'Challa with tears in her eyes. I was like, yeah, oh. <laughs> I, was, I was like, God damn it. Angel Bassett. <laughs> like, oh, that was rough, dude. Yeah, but man. like that whole episode was great. I really liked the twist that they took. I'm not sure who they, I didn't look it up. I'm not sure who's doing the voice work for Tony Stark, but that's a pretty damn good RDJ impersonation that they're doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Same with uh, the dude playing Peter in the zombie episode. Yes. Whoever was yep. doing whoever was doing Peter uh, Peter Parker. Yeah. I think what works really well is I, it doesn't necessarily feel like people are doing impressions. Yeah. So much as approximations. There's yeah. I remember seeing um, there is a guy named Eric Singer I think 
who is a vocal analyst or, or vo a vocal therapist and and uh, and speech coach. Um, and he is, uh, I want to say it's for GQ, but it might be for Wired. I think it might be for Wired. Um, he's a guy who does uh, accent analysis for movies. So oh, the, you know, it's it's one of the, he's one of the you know like we talk to an expert to see what they think yeah. of this. You've shared that um, with us before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was good stuff. Yeah, no, I, I like that guy a lot. Um, and one of the things he talks about is um, when you're playing a real person, um, you know, do you, how, how far do you go with it? Do you lean, so, you don't want to do an impression because then it feels like you're doing an impression and people are, are not going to judge you on your performance, going to judge you on how much you seem like that other person. And so you have to walk a very fine line. Um, Mick Wingert is the guy who does, uh, Wingert is the guy who does uh, Iron Man. Josh Keaton does Captain America. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, a couple of other people as yeah, well. I don't think we've heard a lot of vocal work from Cap, though, so that I don't really think he's... I've even noticed him talking, like, now that I'm thinking about it. Like... You, it's, it's, it, there's two episodes primarily. There's the very first one, and there's... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't even think... That's my dumbass. I'm like, oh, you want to hear Steve Rogers, but, you know, this is, good. this is a completely different guy, you know? Like, well, and then you get the most recent episode where he's in the background. Um, it's it, One of my favorite Easter eggs in the show so far is it's it's Steve Rogers' inauguration as president. Yes, he's, I saw that. that was and they're good. playing it on and playing it yeah. on um, Times Square. Um but yeah, no, everybody does a really fucking all. It's weird. All of the professional voice actors sound very good. Man, what are the odds? That's crazy. <laughs> Their fucking job or something. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, yeah, y'all yeah, were saying. Go ahead. Yeah, no. So like, I really like. Yeah, I dug the shit out of this Killmonger episode. Um, I really like what they're going with it. I like that Pepper didn't. Something wasn't sitting right with Pepper. But also too. Uh, Shuri, as well, was just like, yeah, this is fucked up. Something right here. And, like, she immediately called that out. And that was awesome. I was really, I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with that. Um, yeah, just overall, this is this has been really, really enjoyable. This, I think, of the, um, this is one of my top three. Like, I, I enjoyed this, and I thought there was a lot more we could do, that they could do with these characters. And I can't wait to, I, what, yeah, because they really set it up for a sequel, too. Okay, and honestly, I've... I could be wrong, but I, I I think Killmonger is one of the like Avengers that are going to be in the finale. I think That's he's one of the characters. I want to I want to say I, I'm not into, I, I I could be I could be wrong, but I think I think he might be one of the characters that gets pulled. Um, but I, I could I could be wrong. I could be like misremembering where where I saw that at. Yeah. Um, but now I'm so I. I'm conflicted on this episode only because one, I, d I did love it. Like, I, I think the way it was done was great. It, it actually uh, reminds me of a character named Lelouch from one of my favorite anime series because his story is kind of, like, it kind of operates very similar to like how Killmonger operates in terms of, you know, getting in, using people. It's all part of like a larger strategy of him to get from point A to, you know, to where he's trying to get to. And yeah. like, from that perspective, like I, I've, I've, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I actually, I, I enjoyed Michael B. Jordan's voice work on this too. I mm -hmm. like the, uh, I actually like the, uh, the anime reference 
that they threw in. <laughs> oh yeah, with he, his his uh, armor that he's got. Yeah, it's, it's very clearly inspired from from Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Um, and so like that much I I did like, but I I think on the 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 flip side of it is, I part of me wishes that they could have just explored. Because one thing we always kind of see, and there's a there's a brilliant meme going around about it right now, about how movies will have these like villains that are actually making really great points, yeah. and so they'll like input like 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 a violent outburst or something to make them so crazy that the audience won't side with them at at the end, yeah. and like it makes me like part of me kind of wishes that. We had gotten to see like what if Killmonger had gotten embraced by Wakanda, and what kind of yeah. what kind of good he kind of done because I like a lot a lot of people in the aftermath of Black Panther even to this day, you know, feel like hey Killmonger had a point like he may have gone about it all in, in all the wrong ways yeah he he, he his his plan uh, once he uh, once he got control of Wakanda may have been very flawed and resulted in a lot of bad shit happening. But, you know, the, the larger narrative speaks to, well, um, that quote, you know, the, the, the child that doesn't feel the warmth of his community will, will burn it down to feel, uh, feel his warmth. I, I butchered the quote, but it's, it's something kind of along those lines. Um, that doesn't feel embraced by the community will burn it down to feel its warmth. I think is I think is what the, what the quote is. Even that's and, it's not the real quote. That's a fucking great quote. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so like, like and and that was obvious. That was what Killmonger. That was like part of the reason Killmonger had no respect for anything that that you know that happened in Wakanda because he essentially was abandoned by by Wakanda. And I do think there was a he did have a valid point about Wakanda like actively not doing anything when they very well could have. And so like part of me wishes that this this episode had really gone from the perspective of, you know, what if Killmonger had been embraced from Wakanda? What if he and T'Challa had grown up as brothers and they had been able to perhaps work together? You know, to to achieve you know to to achieve global peace, or you know fighting oppression, or you know whatever thing, whatever direction they they wanted to go with it. Because I I do think for for a lot of us that you know Killmonger as as you know like he he's very much a villain, yes, but he also did have very good valid points um, that you know sounded better when they're coming from like Nikea, for example who was someone who, who who also was like, we should bridge the gap between, you know, what's going on in Wakanda and, you know, the people who look like who look like us on the outside world. So, like, I just kind of wish that they had gone in that direction um, with, with Killmonger because I, it's very obvious that, you know, like he was failed, which is why he ended up in the direction he had. And he blamed a lot of his the the failure for him becoming the person he became was because you know Wakanda was there and they did not, they murdered his dad and then like just kind of left him out there. So I I, I would have been really curious if they I, I would have liked if they would have gone in in that direction. But just in yeah. terms of the episode as currently as as they did it, I, I enjoyed it. I, I I liked it and I agree that it definitely hit it definitely hit home for me. Um, and you know, like it, it, like 
it's, it almost lines up too perfectly with the fact that we lost Chadwick and they, you know, they do the, the four T'Challa, you know, like stuff yeah. like it, it, it almost lines up too, too perfectly. Like there's no, you know, like you'd like to think that they wrote that without knowing, even though it very well could have been something that they, you know, went back and did in the, in the aftermath, you know, after we unfortunately did lose Chadwick and just kind of throw through something in there that speed that works not only with within the episode but is also like marvel speaking to us as the audience saying like yes like for t'challa like this is kind of something you can you can kind of expect from the wakanda forever uh movie coming out next year that like we are going to honor this is for t'challa we are going to honor him so um but yeah overall i i very i, I did like this episode a lot yeah, I mean, those are, like, some really fucking great points, too, man. Um, I, I really, um, I wonder, with, with all of this, with what they're doing, um, how much, like, that's the great thing about this, is, like, there's so much future, you know? There's so much more out there that could happen. And that's, that's again, the, the I'm excited about, one, the things we're getting to see, but, two, the possibilities of what we could see even more like in the on the big screen i'm wondering if we're going to see some some crossover are we going to see some like some things like this because they've made it very clear that even in the live action shit like this multiverse thing has exploded the yeah, multiverse well, is everywhere you know i i mean and the it may have been the showrunner but there was a quote that was floating around like right before what if uh debuted where they basically kind of implied they're like hey we have free right like any character you see in what if there's a chance that this character could show up in live action at some mm -hmm. point whether that whether it's captain carter whether you know killmonger like any, any of these characters could find their way into live action at some point outstanding which is exactly what they need honestly like yeah they, they need the possibilities like because how how do you fix when you think about it, what's wrong with the MCU? Really nothing, right? Like in like for the most part, there's it's one of the most successful film franchises out there, if not the most successful fr film franchise. And like, there's really not very many like reasonable gripes. There's a couple of gripes from like some, some fucking fanboys that you're just like, all right, shut up, dude. Yeah. But like for the most part, like there is very little wrong with it holistically. And what this does is, is like, how do you fix that? Well, you don't fix it, you tweak it. How do you tweak it? You make everything possible. You make it so that like any of the gripes that people had, well, you know, it's too grounded, it's too real. Okay, cool. What if we make some fucking wacky shit? What yeah. if we make throw uh we make Thor like a, a frat bro? Well shit, that would be weird. Yes, and it would be fucking fun, wouldn't it? And like I feel like nobody has a gripe against that. And if they do, like what the like relax, it'll be fine. Like I, I can't the only gripes that I feel that are legitimate are the, like the things that Rambo is saying, like, and this is not, I don't know, he hasn't even said it in this episode that we're doing right now, but like his previous gripes about the animation is that there, there is some serious concern about like the way the animation is like, it's, I, I've noticed it now, now that he's brought it up, I see it way more often, mm -hmm. but across the board, I think the stories are a lot of fun. Hey, for sure. Yeah. Um, but across the board, everybody really enjoyed the Killmonger episode, right? Like Rambo, any any points that you need to make on this one? Um, no, I really dug it. I I, uh, I think that Eric is a character that we really deserve to see more of. 
and I was happy that we got to see more of him. Um, I think MC makes a lot of very salient points. The, the one counter I might have is so much of Eric's perspective is based specifically in being betrayed um, and abandoned. Right. And so it's tough to keep his perspective and include him and fold him into uh, a more positive Wakanda. But then again, Nakia's whole point is his, but not militaristic. Right. It's, it's, it's his without the authoritarianism. Um, so I, I think that basically th that what if episode would be, um, what if T'Challa didn't kill his brother? Um, because that's how you get it. That, that, that's yeah. how you bring awesome. it in. Yeah. Is yeah. you, you have it be that like T'Challa shows up and he's like, I, I, I heard you're doing some, some squirrely shit, man. Like, what's going on? Like, are you are you trying to build an army? He's like, well, yeah, and here's all these reasons why. And the child, or not, sorry, not the child, uh, T'Chaka. Uh, and the T'Chaka goes, yeah, that's a good point. And just everybody goes back to Wakanda. <laughs> and they start, like, <laughs> they start working on it. Like, all right, well, I don't think a militaristic angle is a way to go with this. What if we tried all of these things? And so essentially you get the end of the first Black Panther movie, but 20 years earlier. Yeah. Um, and like, that would be really fucking cool. But that's also a very complex and very uh, nuanced idea to explore in a right. 30 minute. Um, we, 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 <laughs> maybe we get some woke points because we made this episode. Um, <laughs> like there's, there's also a much darker unpleasant version of this that we're not really talking about which is the fact that like disney as a corporation is not going yeah. to take the stance of um you know here's yeah. what is wrong with america and the world and ra and here's how racism functions and right. here's what systemic like bigotry yeah, looks like. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's the it's, it's basically the 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 points that you know i and others had in regards to like Falcon and Winter Soldier, it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, you would you would like Disney to go a bit further, but also understanding who they are as a as a corporation, like you're not going to get leftist politics from Disney. So no. like expecting you're, expecting like you're expecting getting a that little you're getting a, a little bit of progressivism, but you're not going to get leftist shit. Like right, a it's little like, bit. Like, yeah, they're, delve, like, they're they're dipping their toe in it because they know it's popular right now. Exactly. So. It's just you just have to manage. You just have to manage your expectations. Like you kind of know what it is. Like honestly, like if I'm going to, if, like when I'm watching any of these or if I'm reading about any of these, like I I know what I'm going to get. Like I'm I'm not going to get the Young Turks, <laughs> but with a superhero <laughs> form. Like that that's not that's not what that's not what what they are. And and, and you know that's that's not what they would even probably want their characters to to really represent. Sure. You know, so yeah. But yeah, no, no. Overall, I thought it was it was pretty impressively done. Um, I, I, I was most impressed with the writing of Tony and Eric together, um, because yeah, Tony Stark would absolutely see him as a kindred spirit, and Eric would be like, yeah. I mean, he has a lot, a perfect line about it. He's like, that's different between me and you. I know that you don't see the difference between me and you. Yeah. And that's such a really succinct way to put it, uh, where it's like, 
yeah, we have all these things in common, but at our foundation, we are completely different people. Yeah. You, and you are you, a man of means. You, yeah. even after your parents were murdered, like you still had a billion dollar trust fund. You got to go to MIT. You got to live in luxury. Meanwhile, I'm out busting my ass, going to the Naval Academy, killing people for hire, more or less, like becoming a, a trained mm -hmm. killer because I was left to raise myself on the streets of Oakland. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, if, maybe if I had the fucking trust fund and a like, you know, multi-billion dollar corporation, we would be in the same shoes, but I didn't, so we're not. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I thought that was really cool. I thought that was really interesting. Um, I I haven't been overall as broken up as a lot of people have been about hearing um, Chadwick Boseman's voice in a lot of these episodes, but this is one where it really did hit me for all the reasons you guys talked about. Um, it, it was it was seeing everyone react to his loss that, in the same way, do you guys ever watch news radio? Yes. MC, you ever watch news radio? I'm sorry, say it again. Did I watch news what? radio was a, a sitcom on NBC back in like the mid '90s. It's it sounds familiar, but I, I can't say I have. It is uh, very unfortunate in that it is really the place that Joe Rogan got famous. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's also one of the funniest sitcoms <laughs> ever made. Like it is really fucking funny. Yeah. And Phil Hartman was uh, uh, one of the lead actors on the show, and he's hysterically funny. And there was an episode right after Hartman died where they just addressed it on the show. Uh, they had Bill was his name in the show. They just had that like on Friday, everybody left for left for home. And over the weekend, Bill had a heart attack and he died. And there's an episode where everybody is just openly mourning their friend Phil Hartman. Yeah. And it is maybe the most affecting piece of, certainly certainly sitcom episode, um, but one of the most affecting pieces of media I've ever watched. Um, and we got a little bit of that in this episode, seeing, you know, seeing fucking uh, 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 Angela Bassett, like, you know, as the fucking queen, one, kicking nine kinds of ass, two, Absolutely. um, like, openly mourning the death of her son, uh, and that had to be, that's one of those things that, like, you know, the nature of animation, they almost certainly recorded these, uh, these episodes months and months, if not years ago, um, and I gotta think that rewatching that on their end has gotta feel weirdly prescient, um, and and carry a lot more weight. Um, but yeah, no, that was that was a place that definitely uh, hit me harder than uh, it hasn't had previously. Yeah, I was not expecting it at all. I was just no. like, I was like, oh shit! And then like all of a sudden, you know that like that feeling where it, like it hits you in the eyes first. And then you feel it in your chest. You're just like, oh shit, I'm choked up about this. Like, oh, well, yeah, yeah. Guess we're on the field train. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Honestly, overall, I was I was pretty. This is one of the better written episodes across the board. Um, particularly as there's so much going on. 
It's fun. I I think that this show this episode actually does more than the Captain Carter episode does in terms of plot, but is better paced. There are yes, more yes. individual moments that happen with these characters, but it it happens more effortlessly. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah, again, like just a great episode. Um, so we are now up to which honestly I, we can spend some time on this one if you want, but like I think of all of them, this is the one that needs the least amount of attention, and that's oh, Party, Party Thor. Thor. Party Thor was my least favorite episode of this show by far across really yes but i enjoyed the shit out of it so like (laughs) it was because it literally was like it was just like watching an 80s like party movie like it was it was just like it was like revenge of the nerd it was like every one of one of those things which i love those movies and and again this is not a knock on it it's saying this is how much i've enjoyed the series across the board okay this was my least favorite one because it was just like so goofy. It was so stupid. Yeah. But it was fun. <laughs> like that's the yeah. thing is like there's a lot of things that are like that that are goofy but just fun and you enjoy the shit out of them. And that's what this was. This was just like yeah. and like him going toe to toe with Captain Marvel was so much fun. And yeah. like I think what was even more fun about it was that like of course the fucking fanboys were like, well, it just turns out that Nick Fury's theory of like having Captain Carter or Captain Marvel save the day wouldn't work because she couldn't beat Thor. You are missing the fucking point, dude. Yeah. She could have obliterated him, but was like, no, no, that's not going to work because that's what a hero does. Is yep. A hero doesn't just murder people like you fucking idiots. Like, it's not your versus I, battles in every nerd group ever. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I enjoyed. I enjoyed him. I enjoyed um, Loki as big Loki, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, Brokey. Brokey. Yeah. yeah, that was <laughs> I, that was really really fucking fun. Um, just all of it, and like the whole like Jane Foster thing was is just funny because they really played up what we've said about that movie before. The first one is that the only reason they like each other is because they're both pretty, and like yep. that's essentially exactly what happened in this yep. too. It's like, <laughs> I mean, you know, love at first sight requires sight. Yeah. Like, they're both fucking hot. Like, why wouldn't they be both be like, "Oh shit, what's up?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. What you, what you doing, lady girl? Yeah. 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 It was. Yeah. It was my. It, it was fun. Like, there was no stakes to it because every single other one has like kind of a downer note to it for the most part, which just like, oh shit, there's some more stuff that's gonna be going on. And we get to yeah. the end of that fucking episode, and I'm just like, hey, everybody's happy. Look, it's just like an '80s movie. Everything's cleaned up. Ferris Bueller gets back before his parents find out. Fucking Thor is teaching all of his friends about like the ways of Midgard. Ha <laughs> ha. That silly rapscallion. And then fucking Ultron shows up. And yep. I'm like, oh, we don't get a happy ending ever do we this should be yeah. fun yeah. yeah i mean i mean honestly all that is exactly why i love the episode like yeah we we got some dark depressing shit the last couple weeks yeah <laughs> i was kind of okay with just like hey this is just until well, until the the final scene obviously hey this is just some fun shit you know and 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 in some ways kind of a, a payoff to um i don't know if you guys remember but when like the initial trailer for Endgame came out and people were like oh shit Thor's up in Captain Marvel's grill like what's happening are they, about to, are they about to scrap like what's going on here and we kind of in some ways got an answer to that you know you know be obviously under very different circumstances from uh, where they were in Endgame and in this but like I enjoyed the shit out of this episode yeah 
same. Yeah, it was yeah, fucking house party starring the Asgardians. Like, <laughs> the, and I, I will give them this. They did a very effective job because I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop all through the episode and, and it not happening and it not happening. And I finally relaxed. And that's when Ultron showed up. And I was like, ah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, you got okay. Good job, guys. There All right, go. so we are full-on officially doing a crossover. All right, cool. Yeah. That's happening. Which, and this, this we can actually use this to transition into the final episode. Because yeah. there, there are theories that are out right now about where, like, are episodes taking place out of order? And is, like, is more than one watcher being featured in this series? Considering the one at the end of the episode was caught off guard by Ultron showing up, but seemingly in the last week's the episode we just got, like there's almost no reference point of, of that from that watcher. I think that becomes a failing of, um, you can't create an omnipotent creature or character that is actually omnipotent. Because if you do, there's nothing that there's no challenge ever. There's right. no challenge. Yeah. Like like that. Be honest. So, so there's a, a comic called Doomsday Clock, which is the the DC Universe Watchmen crossover, and the way that they manage to like Doctor Manhattan basically becomes the antagonist, and the way they manage to have that work is they they use the fact that the DC universe has been rebooted a couple times as Manhattan because he knows the beginning and the end of all things he doesn't he doesn't know which one is happening at any given time and it frustrates him huh so yeah it, it's a it and it's one of those things where like I was reading that series and I was like this is good it's very pretty because Gary Frank does all the artwork but I was like, but it hasn't really grabbed me. And then it made me like the 10th issue, I think, is when they reveal that. Um, where Manhattan like goes back in time to like 1938. And he's like, Superman is created here. Uh, you know, you know a, a rocket la crash lands in, in Kansas. Wait, no. Where am I? What's happening? And it's him trying to like suss out where, where time hits. And so, like, he goes back to, like, the actual introduction of Superman. Then he goes forward to Man of Steel. Then he goes forward to... And, like, and it keeps happening. And and you see John get, like, fucking irritated. He's like, what is going on? <laughs> and and it's, it's this very sort of troubling, like, somebody trying to parse comic continuity. Um, but, yeah, if, if, you, if you do that... If, if you don't do something like that with, with an omnipotent character... I mean, I, I think that's part of it. Is like people see Uatu as omnipotent, and he's not. He's an observer. He's watching things as they play out, and you can't watch. Even he can't watch everything all at once. Right. And the two times that he's been completely caught off guard have been both when someone acknowledges him, and so. Um, oh no no no! no with, with the third being uh, when when Ultron first shows up, um, mm -hmm. and I think it was just like yeah, he just wasn't watching that just yet. There's a we have a a, a channel called Pluto on our Apple yes. TV. Yeah, we do too. Yeah, and and it's 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 cool because it's just 
hey, here's how like we can do live TV, but still be have it streaming, right? So like within Pluto, you can you know there's different channels for everything, and you can watch any channel at any given time, but you can't watch all of the channels all at once, right? And I think that's how they are one how they how they really have to play the watcher is be like, all right. There's shit that you just can't see all the time, even even somebody like him. Because if you don't, then it just becomes like like Mike said. Well, then there's no challenge. Right. He already knows everything. Then who fucking cares? Like, all right, whatever. Yeah, it's the biggest gripe that people have against Superman as a character. They're like, oh, he's so powerful. He's like, he's boring. Well, no, you're missing the point. Um, like big time on this one because that's not how the character is. Like, it's yeah, it's. It's frustrating from my end, like when when people challenge it and they're like, "Well, he should just be able to defeat Ultron." First off, that's not how it fucking works, like because we don't know what the rules are. That's the other thing about this too mm-hmm. is we don't actually know what the rules are. What's actually governing uh, Ultron in this instance? We have no fucking clue. We don't know because that was the other thing that we talked about it as well. Is like, um, I think. I can't remember who mentioned it. We might have mentioned it in the cold, o- or not in the cold, yeah, in the cold open. Um, that like, we don't know what the rules of this universe are because people have been pointing out, well, they said that outside of the universe, uh, the infinity stones don't actually have any power. Is that really the truth? Or is that just what they've said to you? Because yeah. that's what happens in the TVA universe because that's outside yeah, of time. They've made yeah. that very clear that that's outside of time. Yeah, so I, th- I think it's like it's like a twofold thing. It's like one, what we learned in Loki is that they don't work in the TVA because the TVA is outside of time. Yeah. But also, and Rambo, you can correct me in this, but people have been citing like the comics that that's where the stones don't work outside of the the universe that they come from. I mean, truthfully, I I honestly don't remember. Um, there's so much of this random shit that's it gets hard to follow. Yeah. Um, Cause like I, cause like I've been, I've been like going through Reddit and like other people came to the same conclusion that I messaged you all about yesterday about like, wait a second, how does like how, like how does it work with the stones and and Ultron, you know, coming, like how does that work with him like navigating the multiverse? Like, should they work? Like uh, or uh, like, cause it seemed like in Loki that that wasn't the case. It's why they had collected so many, and they were basically like useless because they weren't, you know, the, from the the the, the timelines they were originally from. I, honestly, it's 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 one of those like. I think this is one of the the the, the clearest instances of left hand not knowing what the right hand's doing. Um, it is entirely possible that they will explain all of this. Um, but I think it's also possible that, like, Kevin Feige can't watch everything. He can't read every script. Yeah. And so... <laughs> just, trusting, just trusting these directors to kind of do their thing and, you know, hey, we'll we'll figure it out later. Because, like, like there's, there's a report right now that Marvel has, like, 31 projects in development. Which, across... like, that's a fucking lot, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that lot. is a lot. I mean... Think of it this way. If you read a script, every page is supposed to be about a minute of of screen time. So it takes you about the length of a film to, of the film to read the script. 
Now imagine that times 31. Yep. And that's just the script reading. That's not that's not really reading through it for for notes. That's not really, you know, that's not discussing the pre-production. That's not going over uh, 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 animatics. That's not, I mean, there's so fucking much to do. And the thing about the Infinity Stones and Loki is that's like a one-off kind of like, it's, it's, it's seeing like the powerful character get killed so you know how powerful the villain is. Yeah. The thing with the Infinity Stones and Loki is just like, yeah, no, that, that's what's going on. Like, because because that that's the eureka moment for him is when he's like, oh shit, these these are the most powerful things in the universe, and they're paperweights here. Well, fuck. Okay, yeah, no, yeah. I should stick around. Um, it's it's supposed to be sort of a one-off joke. The problem is when you do a one-off joke in like in a series with like tight continuity, people are gonna jump on that. Um, and I could see that being like pitched as just a yeah. joke to somebody and then be like, yeah, that's great. And yeah. now you've established this for continuity. Yeah. It, I mean, honestly, it's, 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 uh, it's one of the things that's happening. I, I know you both aren't caught up. There's one of the things that's happening in the, in the Arrowverse where we're seeing things happen on like Superman and Lois that, you know, you would think. Like, the one question everyone had for Superman and Lois was, well, you have all this shit happening with Kryptonians. Where the fuck is Supergirl? Yeah. <laughs> like, why is she Why is she not involved or there or, or anything? Question, and then you find out that basically, in, for Superman and Lois, they're basically just kind of treating it like its own thing. Like, they've kind of said continuity be damned in order to just, you know, have the season that they had. And I think we're all in agreement that, hey, whatever, because the season was awesome. Yeah. Because like that, and that's like like the Marvel no prizes that we've talked about in previous episodes. It's like, um, oh well, it turns out that um, Supergirl was off doing this. Great, nobody. There you go. Cares. Yeah. Like nobody fucking cares. Well, like, it doesn't matter. Supergirl, she was in she was in the Phantom Zone. Well, see, there you go. That's why <laughs> she was in the fucking Phantom Zone. Yeah. Nerds. If Shut you up. Uh, if you see something that you can't explain, just remember that a uh, wizard did it. <laughs> <laughs> like, what was that fucking line from um, Falcon and Winter Soldier where they're talking about wizards and um, he was like wizards and sorcerers. He's like, oh no, a wizard has a hat and a sorcerer doesn't. He's like, oh, oh yeah. Game. yeah, it's it's fucking it's it's fucking Bucky breaking it down to Sam and be like, oh, you saw those movies with oh, the Hobbit and he's like, no, I read it when it came out. I read that shit when it came out in 1937. <laughs> Dick, um, like 95 years old. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's. Like I said, we, we were always going to run into this problem eventually, and I think the best explanation is no explanation. Um, yeah. You start trying to get in. It's, it's what I said earlier, and what I've said many times before, and I'll say many times again. Continuity is great until it gets in the way of the storytelling. Yep. yep. And the easiest way, the easiest visual shorthand that we have to say this character is uber powerful is the Infinity Stones. And... That is a simple way to like. It was never going to be magic. Like with with, you know, fucking Dark Strange, he got so magically powerful he was able to see through uh, the the veil between where the Watcher is and 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 our world or their world. Um, yep. And that was never going to. Isn't that the second? And that's the second time that that's happened, considering uh, the Doctor Strange episode too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so like Strange did it, and then and and he was able to hear him. 
and then eventually like you know they have a full conversation and um and then ultron can do it but it was always going to be i don't want to say science-based necessarily because you know we don't know what the fuck how the fuck like, in the infinity, infinity stones work um but they're not necessarily magical as far as we know um and so yeah it was it's it's the easiest way to communicate that like this the second everybody saw vision wearing ultron as armor with the infinity stones implanted in his chest they were like oh fuck yep and so when you start that was bad, that was bad as shit though through, too i was so excited fuck when I yeah. Saw that. yeah start trying to go through and nitpick like well technically loki said this and like if that's how you want to watch this stuff if that's how you want to want to read comics and, and play video games and shit have at it but there's gonna be hiccups there's gonna be things missed because that's the nature of something this expansive over this much time well i can't believe you missed this thing just fucking figure it out nerd like, <laughs> <laughs> be like oh well it that shit that shit needs to be on a t-shirt man just a, a cartoon picture of james rambo <laughs> on the front and then on the back it says fucking figure it out nerd <laughs> it's just it's frustrating like because that's the thing it's not it's not people who don't enjoy this that are doing this stuff yeah. it's people that do yeah i'm like why are you trying to ruin your own why are you pissing in your own cheerios like come on this is supposed to be fun. We literally have segued perfectly into the next episode. Um, a dark, dark um, universe where Ultron does upload his consciousness to the Vision body and annihilates the Earth. And the only two Avengers left are Black Widow and Hawkeye. And Ultron is just fucking shit up. And like... Not only is he fucking shit up, he's fucking other planets up, other universes up, and he observes the Watcher. And he's like, oh, fuck, there's more multiverses. Because Ultron gets sad when he realizes he wipes out all of life. He's like, man, I'm really bummed out, dude. Yeah. Wait, hang on, there's more universes. And gets into a pretty epic fight with the Watcher. Um, and we get a, a two-part episode. Um, I'm excited. Like, again, yeah. I don't give a shit about continuity. I don't give a shit about what it means based on what Loki said, what it means. Uh, I don't give a fuck. It's fun. <laughs> That's all I care about. Quit shitting on my fun. Quit, like, trying to, like, trying to prove that you're somehow the more superior nerd, that there's some sort of fucking crown that you're going to get. There's not a crown. There is no crown, okay? Just enjoy yourself. Or don't. Yeah. And fuck <laughs> off. You can do that, too. Like, nope. yeah. Did, did you guys think that um, this is also a little bit of course correction for Ultron, considering, I mean, a lot of people will say it's the worst, that Age of Ultron is the worst movie in the MCU. I don't think any of us agree with that. No, I enjoy um, Ultron. At man. all. Fuck, I'd watch Ultron again. Shit, I might watch Ultron tonight. Like, <laughs> but like, you know, like, I, one of the criticisms I remember from that movie is that Ultron is kind of like, he, like he's one of the bigger threats that marvel has and they kind of didn't really do a great job of showcasing that in in that movie especially making him just kind of just a, a one movie villain so part of me was also thinking during this uh during this episode uh whether it was a little bit of course correction for that where it's like oh no no ultron is so powerful he you know with just the mind stone he was going to kill thanos like, this is how much of a threat he actually he, was. He cut that motherfucker in half. <laughs> like, it was nothing. 
like <laughs> yeah vertically nailed that dude he he bisected him like it, there was some shit yeah like, and, <laughs> and it also just it, 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 like in some it, the other thing it made me think of too is how close they could have been to beating thanos in infinity war if vision was fully healthy or fully good i think it's i think it's two things i think it's it's power but i think it's also a lack of compassion yeah okay. uh, ultron doesn't have the he, he has the, the person like human personalities enough but so much of what he has is like the negative traits and vision seems to be much more of the positive versions of of the people around him um it's the it's the same reason why like um, it's one of the many reasons why the like superman versus batman fight you know why that gets so tired and it's like well, well batman will win for all these reasons and you're like if batman's winning it's because superman isn't just flying him into a wall and liquefying him yeah and that's it that's what it comes down to is like superman's go-to move is not going to be oh well i just kill him yeah, and yeah. Batman versus Superman is basically what? an older brother and a younger brother, and you have a compassionate older brother <laughs> I mean, who is playing video games, I, and he looks and he says, "You know what? I'm gonna let him win this time because he I mean, needs think the confidence." Of, I mean, think about I mean, think about the movie itself. Superman was watching Batman until the whole Kryptonite shit, and then it was actually kind of a fair fight. Yeah, 100. <laughs> like there was never a point when he wasn't just like I could just fucking. I could compact you like a car. <laughs> like, come the fuck on. I literally yeah. could reach into your chest and pull out your heart before you even finish this sentence. I yeah. wonder if you bleed. <laughs> but yeah, so, you like, trust fund bitch. That, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I, I think that that's, that's a big part that people... And, and, and it's... I'm not surprised that it is the thing that is being missed. Because a lot of the people that are going to be making these critiques are exactly the kind of people who don't necessarily approach these properties and these characters for the reasons that I do. In that they're not looking, they're not looking at these characters as like, you know, compassionate touchstones. They're looking at them as power fantasies. And for a character like Vision, who is as powerful as he is. Um, when you get to see an example of that raw, where it's like without any kind of um, uh, uh, limitation or roadblock on it, yeah, he can do some crazy shit. Because um, yeah, and like oh, well that so that one stone is more powerful than the others. No, but a gun is only useful if you can remember to pull the trigger. Like in that second, Vision acts before Thanos can. Before and, or give him a big does. speech, before, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, There's no fucking monologue. He's just like, oh, you're a threat. You're gone. And that's not how Vision would approach things. I think his, I think his line was fascinating. And then cut him in half. Yeah, like, yeah. Fucking, <laughs> yeah. just fucking bisects him. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's, that's the biggest thing that, that is getting missed by a lot of people is it's not that, oh, well, if Vision had only done this, it's like, well, no shit. But that's not what that character was ever going to do. And it, it might not even have occurred to him to do that in the moment, because that's not the kind of, that's not the kind of character he is. Yeah. So, right. yeah, the yeah the villain 
with the same kind of power is going to do more brutal things than the hero with that power. Shocker. Right? Yeah. Yep. And uh, uh, Rambo, just because I know you, you're more familiar with the comics, did you have any issue with, like, that depiction of, like, it just taking, you know, one single shot from Ultron to just eliminate the threat of Thanos like that? No, because at the end of the day, he's still flesh and blood. Like, he's he's durable as fuck. He's really powerful. Um, you know, I, I think he can be, like, in a, a uh, an airless environment and shit for a while. But, you know, the fucking Mindstone laser we've seen do some crazy shit and be really powerful. Um, if it was focused in the way that, like, that a, a monstrous entity like Ultron could, yeah, I could absolutely see that happening. Could like could Thanos have fought him with the other stones? Absolutely, but I think that comes back. Like like I said, it, it, it's not so much about the strength of the stones as it is the ability to put them to use. Um, you know, the most powerful shield in the world is only useful if you can get it in front of you. Right. Uh, so yeah, if you if you don't think to put it up, you know, yeah. Oh, I have a bulletproof vest. Awesome. Are you wearing it now? No. Bang. Done. Shit. <laughs> you know if you don't if you don't put this you know if you if you've got armor that you haven't equipped guess what motherfucker it being in your inventory doesn't mean shit um guys i know how to solve this problem well how well, if we just had a fucking nuclear bomb okay you have one exactly <laughs> honestly there's there's one problem that i have with this with uh, this episode um that I I don't know I would need honestly need to rewatch Age of Ultron because I I feel like I feel like the depiction of his personality in this episode is off. Really? Specifically, like Ultron isn't looking to murder all of humanity. Ultron is looking to do sort of a similar thing that Thanos is doing. Only Thanos wants to just sort of like cut everybody in uh, down by uh, you know down by half and let them sort it out you know what it feels it feels yeah. like that me it feels like the the meme of ultron the you know ultron spent five minutes on the internet and decided the human race had to go but yeah. it, just yeah. in an episode it does no absolutely my counter to that though is i i think even that meme is off uh now now y'all might this might that movie might be fresher in y'all's minds than it is in mine but for me, it didn't seem that, that Ultron wanted to kill all of humanity. It seemed like he wanted to control them and impose order. Well, he pulled he pulled Sokovia out of the ground to to drop it like a meteor to, to make to create a world-ending event. If I remember correctly, hmm. he wanted to wipe out humanity. If I remember correctly, like I'm I'm looking it up right now. I like, would, I honestly that, like that's that's the thing that gives me pause. Is like if if that's the case, I'm down for it. Otherwise. It seemed like they had him go full on, like, you know, he was already genocidal, but like extra super genocidal, um, where he's just wiping out planets and shit. Um, and that's the other thing is like, he doesn't want to destroy the earth. He wants to get rid of the people who are fucking things up. And yeah, he basically I can... says, he's like, we have to get rid of the Avengers. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, so like that, that was the thing that kind of gave me pause. I was like, I don't know if he would be going this big with stuff and wanting to like wipe out whole universes. Um, yeah, it says right here, uh, as Ultron uploads himself into the body, 
Wanda is able to read his mind, discovering his plan for human extinction. So yeah, he's he wanted to just wipe out the Earth. He wanted to wipe out okay, all of humanity. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's not as much fun. I don't <laughs> know. That's not as that's not as interesting. Um, to to because if that's the case, yeah. like, great, just fucking blow everything up. Yeah. In the end. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I read something here. There's a point even earlier than that. It says when he was created, Jarvis explains that he was created to maintain peace. As Ultron sees the past history of humans by tracking down Jarvis's records and sees that humans are totally doomed, there's no chance of maintaining peace in such a world. The only le way left was evolution. He decides to destroy every living thing and start a new era. Okay. Now, and I will, I will say that is the one... Uh, uh, before this conversation, that was the one kind of caveat I was willing to, to concede is I am down for his characterization being one thing beforehand, but then over time just changing to, all right, well, I the plan was to get rid of some of you assholes, but now having dealt with the Avengers, having dealt with all these problems, maybe we should just get rid of everybody. Um, so I'm, I'm down for that as well. Uh, but yeah, like just a, a full-on like 100% um, genocidal villain. And it's just like, all right, well, it, it, it's the vampire who wants to kill all humans. Like, dude, that's your food. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Um, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's just not as interesting to me. Um, and I, I will say though, to, to, to MC's point earlier about kind of maybe walking back uh, the sort of the treatment of Ultron initially, that ends up being, I, I, I agree. I think that that is part of what they were doing. Um, but it also ends up being the uh, sort of general problem that superhero movies uh, overall have had for years is you get one story with that character. Right. Um, and a character like, like a character like Ultron, I mean, and like, and it's not necessarily just villains. Like it, it, there, there are a couple of rare instances where there have been heroes who have been eliminated, whose, like their, their actual power negates that from happening. Like Ultron as a, as an entity is a robot on the fucking internet. So he just builds a new body. That's all he's got to do. He's got backups on backups on backups. Um, and like, I guess, I guess he didn't have the time to do it, whatever the fuck. Um, but like <laughs> the, the hero version is fucking Darwin from X-Men First Class. Like Darwin's whole power is he evolves instantaneously to survive and, and meet whatever circumstance he's in front of. Oh, but this energy is too much and so he's dead. All right. Like... <laughs> That, that's a way to do that. <laughs> like, whatever. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought it was pretty cool. I, I do think uh, that, like I said, I, way earlier, I, I am of two minds about the, the crossover nature of this, but they're doing it. So cool, let's do it. I hope it's good. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Um, I think the fucking design for Ultron is fucking dope. Uh, Having having the Vision body wear the the Ultron armor, uh, with the Ultron body as armor is really cool looking. Um, and you you manage to get rid of the uh, the kind of weird kind of squicky thing that a lot of people had issues with, in uh, in that Ultron has like the big pouty lips um, <laughs> in the movie. Um, but I think there's some really cool uh, uh, 
uh, like visual storytelling things in, in doing that, like why he has such a human face. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'm trying at this point. I dug it. I thought it was pretty cool. I'm looking forward to the next one. That's that. Yeah, same. Um, I mean, because we've also, I mean, it's our first podcast back in a while, so um, it's, I'm sure the, the fans will excuse it. We, we went long on this episode, but, you know, fuck it, who cares? Um, what if it's been a lot of fun? I enjoy it. I think it has its flaws, but, eh, you know, they'll figure it out in season two. Or maybe this finale is going to be dope as shit. Maybe not. Either way, it's fun. It's something that I, I like when creative people get to do kind of whatever. Because it really, like, when you're given parameters and you're like, you can only make this story this way, you know, there's only so many different iterations of it, you know, that you can do. Like, hey, the pizza has to have crust and it has to have sauce and it has to have cheese and it has to have some sort of meat topping and some sort of vegetable topping on it. There's only so much you can do with that. But, like, when you're like, hey, you can use whatever ingredients you want, you can make whatever you want. Some people get, like, that freezes them up. They're like, I don't know what to do. I need parameters. And what if doesn't do that? What if it's just like, take one thing, change it, and make a whole new fucking story off of that? And that's, in my opinion, that's a whole new level of creativity. And that's a lot of fun. Yeah, could there be some continuity errors? Yeah, but who fucking cares? So ultimately, I think it comes down to that. Um, I hope everybody's enjoying it. I really do. I hope everybody out there listening is enjoying um what if but also that you're enjoying getting to hear us back because man we love being back so we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this episode um big thanks to mr mc brooks mr james rambo again i can't do this without these guys these guys make this enjoyable on a level that i can't even define to you guys because there were times for those who've been listening for a while that i was carrying the whole weight this is now an even thing where i've got two other guys carrying the weight just as much as i am and that goes to all the people here at ggr for all the creative uh, contributors, for all the writers, for all the people that we just talk to about content who are going to be doing stuff in the future, they're helping carry this weight as well. And it makes it that much more fun because together there are no heights that we can't reach. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!